0: Welcome to Mentoring Moments. Mentoring Moments is a subseries of the E-Commerce Edge podcast. It is composed of clips taken from Jason's one-to-one and group mentorship sessions. Hey everybody, and welcome again to another episode of Mentoring Moments. And I'm here with Sean Mellis again on one of our two-weekly one-to-one mentorship calls. We've been going through Lots of stuff over the last, I think we've been meeting now, Sean, for about six months, roughly. Maybe a little bit longer now, actually. And I've watched you evolve tremendously over that time as a person, as an entrepreneur, as a thinker, as an artist. Just as a human being, I think I've seen some pretty radical evolution on your side. But it's gone from almost evolution to revolution in the last, say, four to six weeks. And you've seriously leveled up so many areas of your life. And I put the question to you. Basically, we were talking and it was like, do you think there's anything from your journey that could be useful to other people that maybe are going along in a similar journey or similar path or have experienced similar pains and challenges to what you have? Is there anything that you could share that would be helpful to them at scale? And so I'm going to turn the microphone over to you because man, I, it's been, I've been very proud to witness some of the things you've done and said and gone through. And I'm super proud of you, man. Microphone over to you. Thank what you. have you got to say?
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So I've been having a think as to what was the major turning point or mindset shift that was able to steer me in this new direction and built back a lot of the confidence that I had lost through making the decision to, to wind down my old business. It was a combination of two things. Firstly, revisiting this concept of Ikigai, and for those who haven't understood or seen what that is, it's this sort of Japanese framework for finding your purpose in life. It's a combination of the thing that you're passionate about, the thing that you're good at, the thing that people need, and the thing that can make you money, I believe. Yes. And if you can find something that combines those four, you've found your fulfillment. But I always knew this framework. I've known it for six, seven years. I haven't really paid attention to it, but the thing that was able to pull it all together for me was actually combining that framework plus a blog post that I read from Sam Altman on the 13 rules for success. I'll send it to you so you can maybe link it in this post. But what he talked about that stuck was a section on defining your unfair advantage. So reflecting on what makes you, what makes you unique, but not just what makes you unique, what makes you exceptionally better than everyone else. What skill set have you built or combination of skill sets have you built throughout your career that very few people can compete with you on? You have a set of experiences, you've worked for companies, you've built businesses, you've had failures, lessons, mistakes. How can you combine all of those things together to build a business that? or a personal brand, whether it's content on LinkedIn or YouTube, that very few people or even no people can ever hope to compete with. Because you're just so far ahead based on the combination of all of these things. And that really stuck with me because the business that I was building previously was not building upon the things that I thought were my unfair advantage. I had chosen a business model and a product that I liked and I forced myself to make it work. And I read all of the books, I read, I watched all of the YouTube videos and applied it in the best way that I could to build on top of this business and to try and make it scale. But if you reflect on the precious time that you have in life and the long journey that it is, and if you're spending some of the best years of your life building something that isn't on top of this unfair advantage of yours, plus the Ikigai framework, what are you doing? why are you doing this why are you killing yourself over something that really isn't in the grand scheme of things your purpose because you know yourself that this is difficult it's not fun it's painful and you're continuing to do it it's self-harm at this point and this is the realization that i had not through this process but simply just hating it and wanting to move on from it and do something else and reflecting on the start of this year I think it's been uh, a transformation of understanding what do I just really love what do I want to do more of and when you find that thing you don't want to stop doing it because this is really what you're meant to do this is your destiny and something else that I wrote down that sort of ties that all together is the concept of building a really long-term sort of business. You know, what what's the legacy business? If you were to build something for the next 30 years, the next 50 years, what are you gonna dedicate your time to? If you can stretch out the time horizon for the, bu- the business you're building today to a 50-year timeline, would you still be building this business? And if not, then what would you be building? That sort of puts it all in perspective. If you can forecast out how this business would look in 50 years' time, and all of the biggest companies that we know of today, the Disneys, the Fords, the Apples, were lifetime dedications towards building this, building these companies. It wasn't, I'm going to start this up and move on to the next thing. These people woke up every day knowing that this would be their entire life's work. And... If you're not doing that with your current business, or if you don't have a plan to do that at some point as an entrepreneur, I think you're always going to fall short. You're always going to see the short-term objective of building this company and maybe flipping it, selling it, whatever. But your long-term has to align with whatever it is that you're doing in the short-term. And that's what's gonna fuel you because any blip in the short-term, any failure, mistake, bad business deal, is going to be irrelevant. It's going to be just this tiny bump in your long-term journey of building this company towards this end point. And that to me, I think is, is all of the motivation you need to keep going. And as long as that's combined with your unfair advantage and the Ikigai framework, then you've got a recipe for success. On top of that, the last thing I'll add is to build confidence, to build something like that. Cause that's quite the undertaking. That's quite the venture to say to your friends and family, look, this is a 50 year thing and I'm not going to stop until it is. And I'm mm-hmm. going to stop until I build it into this vision is talking about what you're doing, particularly your unfair advantage to as many people as you can. And when you talk to these people and you explain what you're doing and you explain the craft, you realize how good you are at explaining these things that very few people understand or can articulate it as well as you. And that is this feedback loop of confidence. People who are probably a lot smarter than you in a lot of cases, or know a lot more things in different fields, don't know anything about the thing that you're talking about, but you know that this is valuable. You know that this is going to be something people need. And it's through those sort of conversations, you get to understand just how good you are at this particular topic or this field. And that is just this flywheel of confidence that will continue to emanate through the conversations you have with clients, through the content that you create, through your physical presence with people. They're going to feel that this is an expert. This is someone who deeply cares, deeply knows, and is deeply excited about the thing that they're talking about. So if you can find that, and that's typically your unfair advantage, because that's the thing that you've built that no one else can really compete with and they can't compete with a personal brand. They can maybe compete with a product or a service, but if you can tie that product or service around your personal brand, I think that's the ultimate recipe for the long-term success.
0: Wow. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing. And I likened it before we started recording, before we hit the record button, I said that it felt like you'd moved to a whole new level. You'd shifted into a whole new gear or last say four to six weeks of us meeting every couple of weeks. You went from, I remember when we were first, not when we first started talking, but when you were going through the pain and the struggle and the challenge of deciding whether to shut down the old business or not, whether to pivot, do I carry on? I've got mouths to feed, et cetera, et cetera. It was a pretty, I described it as a bit of a shit place. And then you got from there to a not so shit place, but then you got over the last, say, six weeks, you got to a place where this was a whole new level of passion, fulfillment No, just feeling like you had, I know it sounds real tree hugger ish, but you'd really identified your reason for being, your purpose for being here and something that, as you described, this is something I can actually do for the rest of my life. Now, the application of this passion or the application of this love or the application of this skill set may change over time or how I apply it may change over time, but this overriding level of artistic output that for you as a creative, that your calling, again, that's almost a semi-religious term, I realize, but your calling is to put art into the world. Now, what form that takes may change, but you are putting art into the world. You're putting your art into the world. And you're uniquely able to apply that in a way that is commercially beneficial to the people who receive your art, but also it allows you to make a living from it. And so that's going back to that framework, right? Where we want to do something we love, we want to do something that's in demand. We want to do something that we can get paid for. There, There's these facets to our working lives and i think of it more as work life integration as opposed to work life balance so that's what i'm striving for in my own personal life i'm striving for work life integration not balance because it balance is just it's almost unachievable because at times you will need to put more time into your work than into your personal life or your relationships or your your mind your spirit your spiritual side whatever it is There will always be imbalances. You will never, ever get it perfect. You'll never devote exactly the right amount of time to your health or your nutrition or your exercise or whatever. You will always have some element of imbalance there. I think it's how can we integrate the thing that we need to do to survive and make a living off of? How can we integrate that as seamlessly as possible into our day-to-day life? So instead of it being disruptive, right – It's completely harmonious and seamless. And if I need to, I guess I'm in the envious position and I don't take this for granted that in between meetings in the afternoon, I can just go. And if I need to do some shopping, I can go and I can do some shopping and then I can come back and I can jump onto my next meetings. And I guess I've tried to intentionally engineer my life to where I am not a slave to the thing that makes me money, that it's a slave to me. And it's working in service of my life, not me working in service of it. And I think it's just what you've described to me if I was to boil it down is to live a life of intentionality that instead of just living a life of circumstance and letting it happen to you and you reacting and adjusting on the fly that no, I'm going to engineer my life just the same way as I would design a piece of art or design a prompt or a query for Google, just the same way I would engineer that or engineer a solution architecture for a commerce system, whatever. The same way we would do that kind of engineering or data engineering, we need to engineer our life quite holistically. And it feels like you have started down this journey of work-life integration that you haven't quite ever had it to that level before. That's how I perceive it as an outsider.
1: Yeah, that's right. I will give a shout out and some credit to August Bradley, who is the author and creator of a life operating system that he built in Notion, which has been a huge sort of framework that I've leveraged to help me put some structure into the projects, the goals, the long-term vision of my life. And I've crystallized all of this in writing. It's something that I've intentionally written down to say, here's what I want my life to look like in 10, 30, 50 years time. Here's the businesses that I want to build. And here are all of the goals, the projects, and the day-to-day actions that I'm going to be taking to, to build towards that. And I finished this system. It's a course and uh, you get membership for 12 months. I only finished it in March and I've been applying it not every single day, but it is there and it is comfortable knowing that I have something to reference that isn't just lost through all of my Apple notes and different apps throughout my phone. There's a singular place that I can go to almost like a, a handbook for the things that I've said to myself that... I know I need to do in order to get to these places. And to have that is is a huge sort of stress relief because you've got a reference point to fall back on when you're lost or when you're confused or when you're frustrated. There's a system and he's all about systems thinking. It's infused in every step of his course and every step of his product about understanding what your inputs are, what are your inputs that you have control over in life. How do they move around in a system? You know, what sort of things happen to those inputs throughout the process you're putting them through? And then what are the outputs on the other end that you're generating and putting out into the world that you can either monetize or do something with, and then building that into an actual system that recurs weekly, monthly, quarterly, annually. You can't skip it. You can't, Ignore it. You can't let anything slip because the system is always catching the things that you said you would do and flagging that this is behind, this is at risk, this is an issue. It uses a lot of the objective key results methodology. I will flag that has been a huge component of it, plus everything else that I said. But having a system at a fundamental level where you're falling, I think there's a saying: you don't, you fall to the level of your systems. I butchered that, but. For those listening, there's a quote about falling to your systems instead of falling to your own inadequacies. You fall to the system that you've created and you continue to leverage that system to help you get back on your feet. Yeah, systems thinking is is also a big part of it.
0: Love it, man. Listen, thank you so much for being always so willing to dig deep and so willing to Make change so willing to challenge yourself and ultimately having such a desire for a better life that it was like, I'm not going to ever settle for less than. I'm not going to, I'm not going to settle for being unhappy for the rest of my life. I'm not going to settle for, you know, that my legacy is not just going to be a failed business. For example, it's going to be so much more than that. That the impact I want to have on the world, the mark I want to leave on the world is so much more important than that. And it is. I'm not going to let what's happened before define who I am moving forward, that I get to reinvent myself. I get to recreate myself anytime I want to. That option is open to me. And I think you've done a really good job of recreating yourself right before my very eyes over the last six months or so. And it's been an amazing thing to watch, man. So kudos to you. And thank you for being willing to share with everyone else out there and some of the things that have worked for you that will hopefully work for them too. Really appreciate it.
1: Thanks, Jason. My pleasure. I hope this helps.
0: If you'd like to get mentored by Jason for free, head over to greenwoodconsulting.net, scroll to the bottom of the page, and click Get Mentored by Jason.